Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life, featuring the expository story preaching of Dr. John Katzian. Cain was exhausted. He was tired from wandering and wandering and wandering. And Cain became angrier and angrier and angrier and more bitter and more vile the older he grew. Because remember, God said, since you killed your brother Abel, Cain, you are now cursed to wander. You are cursed to wander from land to land. And it says in Genesis chapter 4 that Cain, after he killed his brother, was forced to wander. And he settled in the land of Nod, it said, east of Eden. Now, it's interesting, the word Nod conveys this idea also of wandering. Basically, it's saying he landed in the land of wandering. He stayed in the land of wandering. That's where he went to. The reason he stayed in the land of wandering is because he kept wandering. He he had no place to go because people wanted to kill him. People wanted to wipe him out. But he himself continued, I'm sure, a life of anger, of fighting, of rage, of killing. And so he wandered and wandered and wandered. And I think he came to a point where he said, I am tired of this. I am tired of wandering dragging my family, dragging my wife, and then all the kids that we're having from place to place. And I hate God for making me wander. And I can imagine he shook his fist at God and said, enough, I am going to build a city. And so he goes about building the first ever city. And he starts building probably a temple to some God that he wants to serve. And he probably starts building a house that he's going to live in. He says, enough of this. I am going to build and settle down. And so it says there in Genesis chapter 4 that he built a city. But the idea, I guess, there in the Hebrew is that he kept trying to build the city. He didn't just build it overnight. You know why? Because God's curse continued. He had to wander. And I wonder if he wandered away, had to come back and build, was pushed out again because of some idiot thing that he did, or maybe he was attacked because the sin is now rampant on the earth. And Cain is right at the spearhead, at the forefront of that sin. And I think he's living with the consequences, which means he's either being constantly attacked by other men and women and other families, or he's being pushed around, or 
Or maybe it is literally God's curse that's saying, you cannot stay in one place. You will wander. Well, eventually he comes back and he eventually builds the city and he names the city Enoch after his first son. And in Genesis chapter 4, we see a genealogy. In Genesis chapter 4, we see the genealogy of those who come from Cain. And in this story, we see two lines. This story is just a story of two different families and who they produced and where they were headed. And the first family we meet in chapter 4 is those who trace their lineage all the way back to murderous, evil Cain. And Cain, he was defiant to God. And again, in absolute defiance to God, he establishes the city. In the city, he names after his first son, Enoch. Well, he establishes the city and starts to build trade. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with cities. But with Cain, it just shows that he is being defiant. In fact, Genesis 4 and Genesis 5 just show the immense creativity of man and how creative they can be. Cities are good. But the problem is if a city is not established on a foundation that honors God, it's going to be bad. If anything I do does not come from out of a heart to follow Yahweh and to honor his name, guess what? It's going to struggle and it's going to find its lineage all the way back to Cain. Well, Cain produced Enoch and he names his first city Enoch after his son. Well, it says there in Genesis chapter 4 that Enoch then had a son named Arad, and Arad had a son named Mahujael, and Mahujael, he had a son named Methushael, and Methushael, he then fathered the pinnacle of evil people called Lamech, or Lamech. Now, it's interesting, okay, when you look at this genealogy, when you look at this list, these people lived for hundreds and hundreds of years, and they didn't just have these people, okay? In the Bible, these genealogies are very selective. There was probably way more people produced by Cain and his wife, way more people produced by their kids and their wives. And, and some people think that there were so many people, again, these people are living at the minimum, one person lived 300 years. At the most, one person lived 965 years. So we're talking 800 years, 900 years 500 years when you live that long think about the number of children you can produce and then they're living long and the number of children they're producing and because this happened before the flood because the civilization existed before all the tectonic changes and all the land totally shifted and changed because this all existed before then we have no clue what this land looked like. We have we have no clue of their architecture, their technology. Their, the only real clue we have is what's written here in Genesis 4 and Genesis 5 and Genesis 6 that gives us a sense of what it was like before the flood. But one thing we know, they were creative. 
They built cities and they built amazing things. And Lamech, he had two wives. And this is the first sign again that out of Cain, there was a whole line of people who said, I don't want to follow Yahweh. I don't want to follow this God who kicked my great ancestor, Adam and Eve, out of the garden. No, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Cain and I'm going to shake my fist in defiance. Well, Lamech shook his fist in defiance by marrying two wives. This is the first instance in the Bible of a man marrying more than one wife of polygamy. And again, this polygamy, this desire to marry more than one wife, this desire to go against the biblical model of what a marriage should be comes through the line of Cain, which again, to the reader of this story and to those listening to the story today and the readers back then, it would have been a clear sign that if you trace your lineage back to Cain, not just not just physically, but if spiritually you line up with Cain and you'd rather hang with people who have no desire to be around godly things, have no desire to want to read the Bible, have no desire to go to church and to grow in your faith, have no desire to get saved and to follow Jesus. If you're part of that, then you spiritually are part of the line of Cain and Lamech, well, he marries two wives going against God's will. And he says to his two wives, hear my voice. I killed a young man. I killed this tender youth just for wounding him. Now, of course, it's not good to be wounded. But this idea is that Lamech, in response, destroyed him. It says, he killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. The idea is that this young man... He wasn't Lamech's match. He was probably like a, a, a young boy and Lamech, this tough adult, instead of showing him mercy for wounding him, instead of showing him compassion, he just kills this young man, totally wipes him out. And he writes a poem about it and he tells his wives about it. And he shakes his fist in the face of God by saying, hey, if Cain's revenge is sevenfold, well, guess what? Mine will be 77-fold. What he's getting at is, you know, if you killed Cain, God said, my judgment's upon you, sevenfold. Well, he took that and he reveled in what Cain did is essentially the idea. He reveled in the fact that Cain killed Abel. He reveled in the fact that Cain defied God and murdered his brother. And he said, I'm going to kill whoever I want. And then I'm going to marry two wives and I'm going to defy God there. And I'm going to tell them all about how awesome I do in terms of murder. You know what, God? I don't care what you think i'm in charge and i will do what i want and that's what you get out of the life of cain now there were some positives from the line of cain came jabel who was the father of those who dwell in tents and livestock and basically if you're a farmer you can trace your lineage back to jabel physically then he had another brother named Jubal, or Jubal, who is the father of those who play instruments and create art and theater and music. 
And then Lamech also produced Tubal Cain, which relates him back to Cain because of a wordplay to Jubal and Jubal. And Tubal Cain was a, a man who worked with iron and forged metal. Again, Jubal, Jabal, Tubal Cain. These are signs that from the line of Cain are, are brilliant men who created beautiful music, grew great livestock forged beautiful metal things, built cities, all things that are not inherently bad. But in this story, they are bad. Why? Because spiritually, they're pursuing Cain. Spiritually, they want nothing to do with God. Because then it says at the end of chapter 4 that Adam had lots and lots of children with Eve because they both lived 900 years plus. So he had more children than mentioned here in Genesis chapter 4. But it says after listing this horrible deeds and an outcome of those who pursue the life of Cain and spiritually are in his camp, the writer then says, Adam and Eve, they then produced another kid. And his name is Seth. And then it says something significant. It says, when Seth was born, at that time, in Genesis chapter 4, verse 26, it says, at that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. Literally, at that time, people began to call upon Yahweh. This is the first use of the name Yahweh. This is the first accounting, this idea of people actually calling on the very name of God. They're worshiping Yahweh. And from that, we have Cain who says, you know what? I'm going to pursue self. I'm going to pursue sins of the flesh. I'm going to pursue all these evil things. But then we have Seth born. And now, this is the line you want to be spiritually a part of the writer saying, this is the line that we're going to produce hope. We're going to produce hope. Out of this line, we're eventually going to produce Jesus. Well, Seth, he produces many, many descendants of this godly line who's trying to pursue after God. From Seth, he lived for 912 years, and he produced a son called Enosh, and Enosh lived 905 years, and Enosh produced Kenan, and Kenan, he lived for 910 years. And Kenan then produced Mahalel, and Mahalel lived for 895 years. And he produced Jared, who produced a guy named Enoch. And, and Jared lived for 962 years. And then Enoch produced Methuselah, and Methuselah, then he lived the longest life in the Bible. He lived for 969 years. Write that down. Good point of trivia. The longest person who lived the oldest in the Bible is Methuselah at 969 years. Now, remember I told you, right? These are all tracing their lineage back to Seth. These are all people who are saying, physically I come from Seth, but also spiritually, because each one is calling on the name of God. 
Each one is also probably producing flocks and, you know, producing farming goods and crops. Or maybe they're also forging iron or also maybe they're making music. These are people who are creating great things. And think about the number of children they're producing and the number of children the descendants of Cain are producing. Some people think before the flood, we had a world population in the six to seven billion range. I mean, massive amounts of people. And it seems in that massive amounts of people that sin began to corrupt. And Cain and his line of spiritually angry, sinful people who were out to defy God they began to grow and to grow and to grow. The line of Seth, they probably produced hundreds of people themselves, but they were standing in stark opposition to the line of Canaan. And I think slowly they were beginning to lose that battle. But you know what's interesting? is I mentioned a guy named Enoch. And I didn't talk about him much, right? I just said Enoch, he produced Methuselah. Well, Enoch, it says he lived for 365 years. I mean, that's not long at all. Everybody else in that list, they've been living for 900 plus years. But Enoch from the line of Seth is only living for 365? What? Did he die young? Did he do something bad? No. You know why he only lived for 365 years? It says because Enoch... He so walked with God. He so knew God. He so fellowshiped with God. It says that Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Literally, Enoch so closely fellowshiped with God that I think what happened is Enoch and God were spending time together, walking some trail together. Maybe maybe God liked to show up in human form during this time, and or, or maybe he's praying to God, and either way, they're spending time together. And I think God said, Enoch, this is such a great time together. Just come on home. Just keep hanging out with me. Just stick with me. I mean, wouldn't that be great to be, to be, for God to say of us, I enjoy spending so much time with you. You're not going to die. You're just going to come hang out with me. It doesn't say how God took him up to heaven. You know, later on, another person does the same thing. Elijah gets taken up to heaven in a fiery chariot. He never dies. Enoch never dies. But I'd love to know, how does Enoch not die? Does he all of a sudden just disappear? It just says he was not. I don't know, but you know what? One thing it does say is, what a man who fellowshiped with God so closely, spent so much time with him, it was such a joy for God to, to, to fellowship with that God said, you're going to stick with me forever. Well, before he left, he fathered Methuselah. And Methuselah lived for 969 years. And then he fathered a son named Lamech. And this is a different Lamech from the one who was defiant and angry at God, right? And this Lamech, he lived for 777 years. That's a pretty nice number. 777. 777 years. And before he died, 
the end of Genesis chapter 5, it says that Lamech gave birth to Noah. When Noah was born, Lamech said, maybe Noah is going to bring us relief. Maybe Noah will help me deal with the pain of this curse that we've been given through our ancestor Adam, this painful toil of our hands. Maybe we'll get some relief through Noah, my son. You know, it's interesting. Both lines, those who trace themselves all the way back to Cain spiritually and those who trace themselves all the way back to Seth spiritually, both of them near the end end with this man named Lamech. Two different people and two totally different attitudes. One Lamech who, who traces his ancestry spiritually all the way back to Cain he says, I've killed a young man and I don't care. I've married two wives and I don't care. I shake my fist at you. The other Lamech, the other Lamech who traces his spiritual lineage all the way back to Seth, who was at that time called upon the name of the Lord, called upon Yahweh, that Lamech, he says, I'm tired of this curse. I'm crushed that we allowed sin into this world to, to, to curse the land as it does. Maybe my son Noah will give us relief. One Lamech reveled in his sin. The other Lamech saw his sin what it was, the cause of the curse, the cause for his separation from the Lord. Well, Noah begins to grow up. And he begins to live. And it says around the age of 500, at the age of 500 years old, I mean, that I can't wrap my head around how old that is. 500 years old, Noah and his wife gave birth to Shem, Japheth, and Ham. Three boys. And I can imagine Noah saw the corruption around him. But he knows because of his father's love and, and because of the way his father worshipped Yahweh and his grandfather Methuselah worshipped Yahweh and he heard the story of Enoch and he realized, I've got to follow God no matter what. And Noah saw how important it was to follow the Lord. But he got tired, I'm sure, of looking at the world around him. And how dark it was getting spiritually. How the forces of Cain were growing and growing and growing. Those who were defiant to God. It basically came down to two camps. Are you going to be for Yahweh? Or are you going to be for self? And Noah saw this and knew this. And he wondered, what's going to happen to this world? Man, my great, 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 great grandfather, Adam, man. When he sinned, he sure brought some sin to this world. And it's ruining things. It's destroying our civilization. Bad things are happening. And then I can imagine Noah picks up the local newspaper. Or, or you know, he begins to hear the stories front page news 
Noah thought things were bad just based on Cain and his lot who hated God and their influence and how they're changing godly society to to worship self instead of God. He thought things were bad then. But what he heard was happening to some of the women in his culture what he heard was happening between some of the women and and some of the angelic what and he's reading this and he's thinking about it and he's hearing it and what is about to happen is so defiant against god Noah can't even begin to wrap his head around what he hears is happening in another part of the culture. And if this is true, what this will do to society, what this will do to humanity, it might wipe them out completely. And you know what that horrible thing that was happening, what it was? Well, if you come back next week, we're going to find out what happened. But I just want to encourage you. You're either of the line of Cain spiritually or the line of Seth spiritually. And in our world, what that means is, what are you going to do with Jesus? Because Yahweh sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for your sins. And he says, pursue him. Put your believing loyalty in Jesus, my son. If you want to get to the father, if you want to have union with me, you've got to follow my son Jesus and his claims to be God. You've got to believe in his resurrection. And you've got to believe that he is God Almighty. If you want to be of that line of Seth, Today, it all comes down to, what are you going to do with Jesus? Or are you listening to this and you're sort of in the line of Cain spiritually? You're still pursuing self and shaking your fist at God. And yeah, I'll listen to this story. It's sort of interesting, but I don't really want anything to do with God. I got stuff to do. I've got places to go. I've got things, you know, I don't have time. Man, if that's your heart, I pray today, leave that behind. Pursue God instead. Thank you for listening to Baldhead Bible Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page or email us at baldheadbible at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash baldheadbible. Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life. New episodes added every week. Thank you.